Hey, welcome. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock. It is Think Tank Thursday, and we have got a loaded show today. Uh, Mike Murphy, Como Buzz, he is going to be with us at 11 o'clock. The mayor of Columbia uh, took a trip to China. You're going to want to hear who it is that sponsored and organized this trip. I'm stunned. I just saw it now, and I'm telling you, you'll want to pay attention to that. Uh, Also, uh, we've got the Show Me Institute coming on this morning. Uh, Jim Babka is going to be with us talking about Nikki Haley, among other things. And uh, we, of course, uh, kick the program off, as as we always do, with uh, Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network. Uh, dot com. He uh, already owes me 173 and a half steak dinners uh, at CC <laughs> City Broiler, uh, but we're we're bringing them on anyway. And I have to, I, I beseech you, Kevin, start doing whatever you can to prevent Donald Trump from winning the White House. I, and I, you're you're probably well, I've never done this before, but there's a reason. You see, if he wins, Barbara Streisand says. She'll leave. She can't live in the United States if Trump becomes president. <laughs> so we're back, to, we're back to all the threats of leaving America. Huh? <laughs> Jeez. You know, it, so, so, so much of politics is repeatable that it becomes really interesting. It becomes almost uh, like a caricature of itself. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these trends that are going on and um asking myself, why, how are we even discussing half of the topics that we're discussing? I mean, we've got a, a invasion happening at the border. Uh, in fact, I'll give you an example. I saw a thing, it was an Army ad, and it said joining Army up to a $50,000 bonus, and it said no COVID shot, no mandatory COVID shots. Now, that's what the Army ad is. We're, we have to incentivize you with fifty grand and promise you we're not going to shoot you with with the COVID vaccine. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you our military is suffering mightily, and it tells you that people understand the ruse of the COVID vaccine, but nobody wants to say that on the left, wants to say that openly. We have to read between the lines <laughs> on that ad, which asked me, you know, brought me to, to the question of where is Fauci? Where are these mask Gestapo who used to tell you, raise your mask up and put your mask on? And the people who were, you know, forcing us to get the shot and telling us we couldn't go eat or go out or you, you need it. Don't give them medical care. Where are all those people who got it so wrong and who still, by the way, think they're right about everything else? Well, the reason you're not hearing from from phony Fauci is because he has now stacked up eight masks at once on his face and yeah. you can hardly hear his voice. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's and it's even when you see the people that still wear it, you, you ask yourself, you know, there's the residual of this idiocy. We know that the FBI are crooks. We know that the CIA are crooks. We know that the National Institute of Health, the NIH are crooks. We know that the CDC are crooks. What government agency do you trust? What about the media? You getting better? Is it getting better or is it still fake news? Why would anyone want to keep the status quo of what we have under under Joe Biden, but we have people polling that act like he could still beat Trump in battleground states and all this. We're beating up on a guy who won an an unfair election in 2016, and now we have a compare and contrast, and we still have people in the party, outside of the party, that hate him 
according to the, to the media. Yet we also know that Trump is probably the stickiest Repu- stickiest po- politician in terms of people supporting him of anybody in our generation. So you have all this disjoint, and effectively you have the the left lying blatantly to your face, lying about cheating in the 2020 election, lying about January 6th. Think about all the people that in Hamas support Hamas and Pal- the Palestinians who fact, practically raided Democrat offices, Did far going far worse than the so-called January 6th insurrectionists. And I don't know of anybody that's sitting in one of those political prisoner jails. So th- I think that you know, my hope is that people are waking up and seeing the, the dichotomy between reality and this. By the way, I don't know if you saw that Texas lady, uh, Jasmine, whatever, who said that uh, the people who are living in their reality, they don't understand that they're wrong and that Joe Biden's economy is good <laughs> and all this. And she effectively told black people, so what you're feeling the pain of Joe Biden, you're, you're, the pain you're feeling, that, that feeling you have doesn't isn't the reality of what we're trying to tell you about joe biden and it was (laughs) it was so insulting that you know she was buffooned but she believed that she also believed that congress is the one who gives money to people not the taxpayers she says we need a lesson in civics i mean i could go on so this is what we're facing and and i i wake up every morning getting ready to do my show or go do radio shows like this and i say how do we lose how how could we possibly be losing well um it's going to get kind of messy this next election um we've got uh, the green party with jill stein uh, the libertarians of course are going to run you got democrat you got republican uh and then you've got this possibility Senator Manchin has been involved for years with No Labels, a centrist organization that is exploring a third-party unity candidate in 2024. Good. Senator, address this concern. If you ran on a third-party ticket, wouldn't you be helping to elect Donald Trump? Well, not would you be perhaps helping to elect Joe Manchin? (laughs) No, it's Donald Trump. That's kind of amusing. Uh, but oh, these Manchin? people are so afraid of Trump. Um, I don't know if you saw Pisaki's thing where she says, you know, it was essentially, okay, we know Joe's not perfect, but you'll get Trump. And I think that the Democrats don't understand that's a backfire strategy. Because when you remember what life was like under Trump, when you could afford your gas in your house and, you know, and you could afford your food, and you're going, do you want to go back to where you could afford to live and eat and put gasoline in your car? Yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of do. And that's what they're finding. Black people are going, yeah, we kind of do. I don't know if you saw the Hispanics on this video saying, we were better off under Trump. You know, I mean, these people are getting a rude awakening. And I think that if if they keep it up, and I, I already have stated this, they're, they're, they're taking themselves out of the cheat zone, meaning... You can't elect Joe Biden again and give him 81 million votes because people are going to go, that ain't happening. So you're almost out of the cheat zone, you know, uh, where you people just aren't going to believe you if you try to pull it, pull it off again. So they've got a real problem. And I, you know what I got to tell you, the thing that the Republicans are doing that I find fascinating, because one of my good friends, Laura Loomer, is so mad at Johnson that he hasn't... Uh, that Mike hasn't uh, decided he's going to impeach. She says he's backed off of his promise. But if you notice, Jim Jordan and those guys said, we, we're going to look into impeaching uh, Biden after the first of the year. 
And my initial reaction was, what? You got nothing pieces guy two, two months ago or two years ago. But I love the strategy because they're dragging it out intentionally. That means Gavin Newsom, who's out there, you know, extolling the virtues of the old clown, can't jump into the race. It means that Kennedy continues to beat him up. Uh, Dean Phillips, who's now in, Jill Stein just threw her hat in the ring. These people get to go out and beat up Biden. The polls aren't going to get any better. Biden's not going to do any better. I don't know if you saw him at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. He's a little bit lost there, was he not? Little lost. And, and I heard, I didn't see this recent thing, but they said he embarrassed himself with Xi. So he's going to, Biden's going to do what Biden does. And the longer it drags out, the worse it gets. And his polling's not going to get any better. And by the time they finally have to jettison him, it's going to be brutal. And then everybody comes in and they got a very short cycle to get through their, uh, what will be, a, I think, a very tempestuous uh, primary. And they're going to spend a lot of money and beat each other up. And at this point, you know, if Trump is winning, because I think he is going to win in these court cases, if, you, if you're following that, these people are crazy, then, and, and they're dropping off. We, Mike Pence was the first to go. Tim Scott's gone. Chris Christie will leave soon when he finds out that, you know, nobody's listening to him and Asa Hutchinson and on down the line. I just saw that DeSantis is now in single digits. Uh, then I'm looking at an article that said Nikki Haley's losing ground. Well, where is it going? to Trump. So I think that all the trend lines show that everything that, you know, if you're a Trump supporter or you certainly like his policies, you're going to go back. And if the Democrats think the strategy of let's go, we're afraid if Trump gets in, he's going to be vindictive. Well, he should be. (laughs) He should be vindictive. And you certainly better be afraid of him getting in and making the economy work again, because that's what he did the first time. So they got a really tough uh, mountain to climb. Okay, I uh, <clears throat> did you time that, Brian? <laughs> I did not. No, sir. No, I, Sorry about that. I tried. I was sleeping times. just a second ago. Hey, Brian, thanks I for having Gary on my show this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's a good guest. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I try not to interrupt my uh, my host. All right, it is uh, seventeen minutes after nine o'clock, and that means it's well break time. Uh, we'll go have a cup of coffee and come back in three with Kevin Jackson. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. 921 Think Tank Thursday. Jim Babka coming up uh, in just a few minutes. Um, There is a a presidential candidate who is looking at doing one of the most outrageous things uh, that any Republican could do. It's it's frustrating. I talked about it briefly, uh, but he'll be with us at 935 to explain. And it has some implications for you. If you're involved uh, or on social media. In the meantime, Kevin Jackson is with us. uh, And uh, it's it's the Kevin Jackson Network. So all these world leaders uh, land in San Francisco for this Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum. And they manage to clean up the streets in San Francisco. It's, It's something about this just strikes me as phony. (laughs) <laughs> why didn't they do this, you know, five years ago? Why why suddenly now are they successful at cleaning this up? Did you did you see Gavin uh, Newsom's comments where he says, okay, so everybody's accusing us of cleaning us up because of APEC. Okay, you're right. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. And it is true. And But here's what he goes. He says, but we've been, you know, working on this for a while. Well, you've been, you were working on it up until the point where it was about to be put on, you know, front and center. Now, look, here's what I say to folks. 
if somebody's coming over your house and you know that you're having guests, you will clean up a little bit more, right? You'll get things a little more organized. But I don't think you're probably picking up doggy doo-doo or, you know, or, you know, homeless doo-doo out of your living room. You know, that's, it, it's already livable and you just get it more presentable. Now, that's not what's happening in San Francisco. San Francisco is saying in this area of the city, we're going to pretend that none of our problems exist. These, there are people that have been for decades saying, get these people out away from our, you know, these purchases we made for multi-millions of dollars to live in an area where it was, that has some level of exclusivity. And the city's ignored them, the state has ignored them. And this isn't just a San Francisco problem. It's in every major city. And in, in, I was in L.A., and it was the same thing. It was funny. What we saw there, me and a guy went out and filmed there. So, you know, it's band-aid on a bullet hole to make people believe that San Francisco is the crown jewel of California when it's the poops, you know, city of California. And, and uh, you know, just more Democrat subterfuge. Did, did you see where the camera crew that was filming this, they got robbed? No, uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they... they, uh, they got robbed at gunpoint all their camera equipment and everything got stolen it happened so many times that you know it's not i wasn't with it happened to them when they were covering uh st louis when i was there uh doing the uh michael brown stuff i mean i've seen it happen so many times that it, i'm not even surprised by it to be honest with you but yeah i, I i'm not surprised so i and i've asked a couple of other guests this uh including uh, our secretary of state um and and others here in missouri what do we do about this homeless problem? Why is this a problem? Why suddenly are there so many people sleeping in the streets, defecating in the streets? Um, what, what exactly do you think we can do about it, and why do you think it happened? I think it can be, you know, there's lots of things that could be done if you want to, you know, because there's different levels. There are people who've just hit economic hard times and, you know, didn't plan properly and so on and so forth. There's that group that deserves help and, you know, probably could get a job and, you know, they just need a, a leg up and maybe there's a place for them. Then there's the, the people that are just insane that never should have been, you know, put, should have been put in what used to be called insane asylums, but the Democrats essentially outlawed those because they said, oh, it's, you know, it makes people feel, you know, it, it, it tags them. And so those people are the ones pushing people in front of subway trains and, and stuff like that. And then you've got people that like the home, you know, they just want to be there. They do not want the, that side of things. And you're, you're going to have to figure out what to do with them. But you, first of all, you got to understand that it's not monolithic. It, there's a lot of reasons for homelessness. There are people that are, have separated because they, you know, family issues. You know, mom's tired of being beaten by dad and take, moves the family and has to go to a shelter. There's that aspect as well. So we have to look at it in a broad spectrum. But the Democrats see it as one size fits all. They, they pretend to throw money at it, but people are just soaking this money in. And they're not trying to solve the problem. In fact, they're encouraging these tent cities. Here in Arizona, they just cleared ours out. And it, it was masterful. They said, we're getting rid of it, and it is gone. And, uh, and they're not going to let them, you know, everybody's asking, where are they going to go? Well, they're going to be somebody else's problem for a while, but Phoenix cleared them out because of conservatives saying enough is enough. Well, last month we did that in Columbia, and uh, it's my understanding that they're already back. I mean, we went in there, the police went in there, they cleaned everything out, uh, tore everything up, cleaned it up, and they're already migrating back. 
Well, and, and they will if you don't have something set up for him. I worked with a guy, uh, his name is Ted, and he, Ted was intentionally homeless because he wanted to understand the lifestyle, uh, Ted Hayes. And, you know, now he, he's working on real solutions because he understands it completely. You know, a lot of runaways, people like that that are homeless. So, it, again, it's not monolithic, and people need a place to go. Look at all these empty government buildings that, that are there. And, and the other thing is stop putting money into people influxing and coming in into the country when we should be taking care of the problems that we have and helping to solve these problems. So, look, we, we could talk about it. We have a logical way to approach this. Government wants the chaos. They, they don't want to solve this problem. It, it's, I wouldn't tell you homelessness is solvable, but you can certainly make a dent to where there's a lot less of it. Here's what we should be asking ourselves. How much homelessness was there when, you know, four or five decades ago when you go through cities? I, I remember seeing a few homeless people. They were fairly... You know, it was rare. They were almost anecdotal. Now, you know, everywhere you go, if I don't care what city you go to, there is a homeless encampment, and it's not a handful of people. It's hundreds, if not thousands of people. It looks like Mexico City when you're flying over and you think it's hogs that live there, and it's people. <laughs> it's, it's getting that ugly. I remember uh, speaking, I think, at, uh, at CPAC uh, many years ago, and uh, I was leaving... And, and going to the parking garage to get my car. And at the time, uh, I didn't live in Washington. And it was it was cold out, and I was stunned to see these people sleeping on grates uh, that I had to step over them. But it was only a few. I mean, there wasn't, it wasn't blocks of, of uh, people sleeping in the streets. Now, like yeah. you say, there, I mean, it's just... Well, I was in, I went to L.A. I was in Adam Schiff's district. You would think, you know. And, Did you and wipe your feet off before you left? It was, I'm telling you, it was horrible. You know, I, even as you're flying in, you can see it. But when you get in the car, I was Ubering to my hotel. And, I mean, this was a few, about a year or two years ago. And it, it, all along the freeway, the underpasses, I mean, graffiti, homeless, it, it, it's not even in an isolated area anymore. It's like all along places. There's a place where they sleep in the medians. You know, in, in a relatively nice area. They just, they have tents set up in the medians of, of streets. Yeah, Chef so, doesn't know this because he lives in Maryland. You, you, Kevin didn't hear that, I don't think. Who? Oh, uh, oh, Adam Schiff. Yeah, Adam Schiff. Yeah, yeah, it just dawned on me, yeah, I know what you were saying. He lives yeah, in Maryland. That's funny. Uh, very clever. Yeah, you're right. He, he is not, well, none of these people are dealing with the actual problems that they supposedly are to fix, right? They, they don't care. Pelosi's not anywhere near the riffraff. Schumer in New York, he's nowhere near the riffraff. They don't get it. You know, for them, the, the border problem, that's not their problem. That's a Texas problem. And it, is it really a problem? Well, it is now because they got 100,000 illegals. Well, check Texas out. But, you know, see how many people they got. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin Jackson, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, and he has the KevinJacksonNetwork.com, owes me 147 and a half steak <laughs> dinners at CC City Broiler, uh, and uh, will soon uh, uh, owe me a whole bunch more. Kev, thanks, buddy, for being take with care, us. Guys. Bye -bye. All right, take care. Coming up, Jim Babka is going to be with us. Um, Nikki Haley said some pretty outrageous things, uh, and we'll chat with him about that. Also, uh, new regulations. Uh, we talked about the kill switch for cars. There's another one coming. You'll want to hear about this because you might buy a car someday. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.35 on a Think Tank Thursday. Jim Babka is with us. And uh, you can find his uh, platform. It, it, it's, and it's, on, it's on every platform. His, his uh, videos are there for everybody to see. I mean, the guy is just, he's a show-off. That's what he is. Uh, <laughs> Think he wants to just be famous or something? But, he, but that's, why uh, I come on, that's why I come on this show. Well, yeah, this is the the, the biggest audience you're going to get, pal. Yeah, I mean, and, and well, <laughs> and and uh, speaking of famous, I'm going to be in town, right? Yes, you are. Um, all right, I'm going to just go ahead and spill the beans. I I was uh, trying to be coy about this till I think after Jim Thanksgiving, just did, yeah. But uh, Jim just uh, screwed the pooch, so. Uh, we'll just, really? You know what, Brian? Let's take it out of his pay. Okay. All right. I'll send the uh, fine <laughs> <I> today. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On uh, December, is it 16th? 16th, yeah. I, the I Saturday, December 16th, uh, we're going to have our annual Christmas party. And uh, Jim Babka is, uh, is scheduled to be there. Uh, he will be uh, one of two speakers. The other one I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep the other one quiet. Um, just... So that Jim doesn't screw the you know screw it up and let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> Telegraph, telephone, and tell Babka. I mean, those are great ways to communicate. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get famous, you know. Yeah, so I, yeah. I want people to know. I want people to come. I, it's, I was at the debut, the very first one that was done at CC's, and I'm glad to be returning. Actually, you weren't. I wasn't. Were, there was another one before mine. Yeah, we did it uh, for two years. <laughs> It's an interesting, uh, for those of you in Springfield, uh, perhaps in Jeff City, every year, uh, sometime in, in a, perhaps the week before Christmas, I invite people to, to come to CC City Broiler, great steakhouse, uh, fabulous seafood, and uh, they open up early for us. We have the restaurant to ourselves, and we bring in one or two speakers, very short speeches, uh, because you're there to socialize and meet other uh, people who think like you do and just have a good time. And we started off, and I can remember, we, we took that the back room. I don't know if you've been there, Jim, the back room. It's, a, it's quite a bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And as I'm driving uh, to, the, to the restaurant with Gwen, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm not sure we're going to fill this back room. And in fact, it, it was spilling over into the to the big room. We had more people than we knew what to do with. So um, we did that two years in a row. The third year, we said, let's try for the big room because there's so many people that want to go. And again, I remember driving there with Gwen in the car and saying, Jesus, why we really bit off more than we could chew. We're taking the whole restaurant over. And sure enough, uh, the, the restaurant was full and we filled up the big room and that was the year that you were there and Kevin Jackson was there and Jen all, all three of us Je- yes so it was uh, it was quite a uh, quite a Thursday night. lineup that used to be the Thursday rock lineup yeah still two thirds uh, of it's still a Thursday lineup right yeah but uh, Jennifer can't make it she is going to be uh, otherwise uh, occupied can't be there but uh, we look forward to having you there so now everybody knows now the the way to get oh, gosh I hate to do this so early no, you, no, no, don't, don't get ahead of well, yourself. Well, no, I, I, yourself. I have no choice because um, I'm already getting responses. Here's what you do. People can, people can start marking their calendars. If you want to go to this event, 
Go to GaryNolan.com. Give me your name, your phone number, the number of guests. This will be on Saturday, the 16th of December at 12 o'clock noon at CC City Broiler. I will respond. I will send you a message telling you that you're in. In the event that uh, we um, have a couple of people drop out, this happens every time. Uh, somebody has an event somewhere, a family member gets sick, whatever it is. Uh, if, if we're slammed, I'll put you on the wait list. If somebody drops, I'll put you in. But this is, again, on the 16th of December, 12 o'clock, CC City Broiler. Uh, if you'd like to attend, go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. There you go. We got it out. I, we had no, we did not intend to go this direction, but uh, now that we have, well, it's 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 done. So let's. <laughs> well, everybody can get it on their calendar now. Yes, but they got to let me know if they want other to. Other things there. like you know that when Aunt Flossie invites them over that day, I can say sorry, sorry, I already had this scheduled on the calendar. I'm going to go see Gary and Jim. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. All right. They don't want to see Aunt Flossie anyway. Yeah, why, 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 why be with family when you could be with me and, and Jim? All right, exactly. so uh, Nikki Haley came out. I was stunned that she said this, uh, but she was talking about, um, you know, Twitter and all these other. Uh, well, why don't you go ahead and explain what she said, Jim? Well, it, it, she has said that everybody needs basically a driver's license to be on the Internet. You have to be uh, identifiable. You have to verify your, a real ID for the Internet. How's that? Yeah, and there's no, you know, you have to give your real name. Mm -hmm. And she also wants to know the algorithms. Yeah, for she says this is her second thing she wanted. The algorithm was first. She wants their algorithms. Uh, and then she wants their uh uh, which are proprietary to them, and then and then part of how they do business. Uh, There's a good way, you know, the, the government has always been in the business of industrial espionage where they share secrets with their friends. So that's that's the purpose of that. I mean, there might be others that she's saying out loud, but that's, you know, part of the purpose. And then the second thing is that she wants you to have to always be, uh, to never say anything that you wouldn't say if you didn't sign your name to it. You know, uh, kind of like our founding fathers who, you know, wrote the Federalist Papers, who also, by the way, didn't sign their names to the Federalist Papers. They wrote them under pseudonyms. Or whistleblowers who share information in secret so that they don't get caught. Or anybody who's just allowing out an expression that maybe they don't wish to be identified with, but which is their secret thoughts. And by getting those secret thoughts out there, we can begin to cathartically deal with them. We don't want any of those things happening anymore. We want all this stuff out on the table. Well. So she wants to silence opposition and be better able to target political opponents. That's the purpose of this. And she is part of the warfare crowd. She has already said she wants to wipe Iran off the map, which already disqualified her. Now she's offered us a second thing that 100% disqualifies this crazy lady to be able to take this role. Now, I know you offer an, a heuristic to your audience on a routine basis that they are too that, that the politicians do this because you're too stupid. But there's another one that applies here, and it's a, it comes from a book that I wish everybody in Congress was required to read, maybe even should swear upon, called Economics in One Lesson. And essentially the one lesson is that you take into account all the participants 
in a given situation, a scenario. You've got some plan. You think your little plan will fix the world. Like if we just did this, if we just put this rule on everybody, the world would be so much better. And then we implement your rule. And what we do is we look at all the various people that it will affect and what the outcomes will be as a result of that. Not just on your your little special pleading, hey, you know, this would be better in this following way. We take all the possibilities into account. And uh, when we start doing that, we find that the things I mentioned earlier, where people are trying to be political dissidents in certain very difficult situations, crushed, taken away. We wouldn't know anything about that given what we just went through the last three years here. Um, or that people's uh, really dark expressions that were better if they come out somehow and we can cathartically deal with them could be suppressed, even, dare I say, punished. We could punish people for saying wrong things. Uh, this is this is an attempt to put cancel culture on steroids, and she does not want to acknowledge that someday the people they'll be coming for could be people who agree even with her. It is a dangerous rabbit hole to go down, uh, and I was in I was I was stunned that you would say these things, and I was angry in uh, her her support of an errant foreign policy that we've had for two hundred years. Not to mention uh, her willingness to, you know, violate your your privacy. Uh, She just should not be a president of the United States. Scares the hell out of me. All right, listen, I'm up against the clock and I have to take a break. Jim Babka is with us. Grace Arkey on uh, practically every platform. Or just look up Jim Babka. Uh, But when we come back, there is a, a new push for a new regulation for cars. And I'm not just talking about the kill switch. That was last week. Now there's a new one. See what Jim thinks about that on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 10 minutes to 10. And a quick reminder, because uh, apparently there are people uh, going all over the place uh, asking to come into the come to the Christmas dinner. Um, you have to go to GaryNolan.com. There's a way to send me a message and you just tell me your phone number your name, and how many people. Um, And then I'll get around to responding to you all. Uh, I'm already getting a ton. Um, So um, don't go to Facebook. Don't uh, just go to uh, GaryNolan.com so I can keep track. And uh, it'll be again on the 16th at 12 noon at CC City Broiler if you'd like to be there. Jim Babco will be one of the the two speakers. And nobody speaks for too long (laughs) because... What is that? Uh, what is that line, Brian or Jim? Uh, the the mind will the mind will procure what the hiney will endure. Yeah, so we don't want you sitting around listening to speakers all morning or all afternoon. So uh, that's uh, that said, I don't know if you, Jim, heard about the kill switch deal. Um, the we Republican, talked about it last week. Yeah. So, but wait, there's more because apparently the federal government wants to install speed-limiting devices on all new cars and trucks. Oh, dear Lord. In response to a tragic multi-vehicle crash in Las Vegas last year that claimed nine lives, the National, Traffic, uh, the National Transportation Safety Board is urging automakers to implement anti-speeding technology in all new cars and trucks. The federal agency cited multiple contributory reasons for the harrowing incident Excessive speed among the main ones that they would like to curb. Uh, they, um, the, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, 
They recommend uh, 17 major automakers install intelligent speed assistance technology in all new vehicles, which should, at the very least, warn speeding drivers. Um, the ISA Tech utilizes the car's GPS, a database of speed limits, an onboard camera to ensure compliance with legal speeds. It could range from passive systems that only warn drivers um, to active systems that prevent them from speeding at all. <laughs> what, could, what could possibly go wrong with that, Jim? Oh, my gosh. The, the, the number of things. That you, I wish we'd have done this first and opened up the phones because I can't possibly crowdsource all the problems uh, as well as crowdsource all these problems. They're just too many. It, it's legion. Uh, l- let's say someone is attempting to flee someone else. They are literally in danger. Right. I mean, yeah, that that, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't. I, I, or, you know, you need to get around somebody who's clearly uh, driving uh, dangerously and you just want to get around them. You want to get away from them. I can't do that either. Uh, and just, you know, come on, let's just be free. Uh, honestly, I can't stand all the road piracy in the first place. Let's just be free. Uh, everybody's dr- pretty much driving at the speed they feel comfortable driving. And people do amazing things. I mean, it doesn't always work, but they do pretty amazing things behind the wheel, frankly. I, I, I just, I don't buy that we need to be constantly treated like small children or that it'll do any good. That'll make us any safer. I don't, I don't buy either one. I can't drive 55. That's me. So, you know. Imagine you're being you're being chased by somebody with a two-year-old car, and your new car won't let you outrun them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's absurd. It really, it's a bad, it's just, you know, again, economics in one lesson. Think through all the different possible impacts on all the different types of people out there. Yeah. And it doesn't um, take long to unravel these things. These, you know, constantly these, these, these social engineers think they can centrally plan everything and design a one size fits all that fits as well as a Procrustean bed. So technically, if they put this device in your car, they could limit it to 70 miles an hour. Or I, 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 wait, wait a minute, some places you might have a slightly higher speed limit. So you'd have to hit the, like, you know, 75. Tops, no matter what, that's the most you can go. Well, that proposal has been on the table for a long time. Remember in the '80s when you had speed limit uh, speedometers, rather that only went up to 85. No matter how fast the car went, the speedometer only went up to 85. 85. Yeah, it was a way to uh, discourage people from you know driving any faster. And what a stupid idea! Really, incredibly stupid. Yeah, there are highways uh, up in the in the Upper West that you can go 80 miles an hour on, and everybody's doing 95, and everybody's just fine. Everybody's just fine, and the technology, the crash technology, has improved so much uh, that that uh, you know the, these old ways of thinking. I, I just it's just it's just amazing to me. Not only that, but the handling, uh, the oh, suspension, yeah. the oh, yeah. tire all technology. Power steering, the ability to respond more quick, just all of it. All of yeah. it. It's just, yeah. But but that's what they want. They just never stop. And what does that do but drive up the price of a car? So you have to, maybe you're on a budget, but the well, car is more they expensive. They consider this a bonus, Gary, because they want to take people out of cars. They want people in public transportation. Them, 
obviously, you know, you, not them. I mean, they can still take private planes and chauffeured vehicles and all the rest of it. But, you know, the, 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 the hoi ploy, they want them on public transportation in downtown areas. Well, so they can enjoy the countryside in peace, not have to deal with all the riffraff. You guys both know me well enough to know that this, if it comes to pass, won't affect me at all because I... <laughs> what? No, I, I, I go ahead. Go ahead. Well, because I'm a law-abiding citizen and I... <laughs> you too? <laughs> You're both laughing. I'm going to go to talk to Chuck. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get Chuck on the line uh, and find out what's up. <laughs> what's up, Chuck? Uh, Brian, I'm having a hard time getting Chuck on the line here. There we go. Chuck, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Hey, um, that technology, at least the passive technology, already exists in today's semis. It's in mine. And let me tell you how horrible it is. Um, you can have a parallel side road or service road 50 to 100 feet away, off to your right, oh. and will pick up a 30-mile-an-hour speed limit sign and warn you that you're going, like, 30 miles an hour over the speed limit or or whatever. And I can only imagine the chaos that's gonna, going to uh, throw into the kinks of lawsuits when you're trying to prove that you weren't speeding in a certain area. I completely forgot. You know what? I've got a car that reads the speed limit signs. And yep. it will oftentimes uh, hang on to a 65-mile-an-hour speed limit sign when I'm on a side street or vice versa. I can imagine what that would do with a, a tractor-trailer. That's insane. Yep. Chuck, thank you for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks. Drive careful. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, there you go. Um, more one-size-fits-all laws. It's, Jim you know, Babka. we need more government. Isn't it, isn't it a good thing we have it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why well, is that? Well, because... You're, You're too stupid to do these things on your own. Uh, Jim Babka, you can find him on just about every platform out there. You can either look for his name, Jim Babka, or you can go to Grace Arkey. Uh, that is the actual name of the program. And you can get his pearly words of wisdom. Jim, thank you for being with us. Thank, thank you. Uh, don't speed now. <laughs> Drive carefully. All right, uh, coming up, the Show Me Institute is going to be on board. It is Think Tank Thursday. And uh, Missouri is cracking down on dentistry via Instagram. Have you heard of this, Brian? Because I haven't heard of it. I have not, no. State dentistry regulators are aiming to shut down an unlicensed Bridgeton, Missouri business that promotes inexpensive veneers, braces removal, and teeth jewelry services on Instagram and Facebook. Why would you want to have choice? I mean, really, why, why, why would you want to have choice? Could only save you money. All right, uh, we'll do that next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 